0: overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're
1: listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible.
0: Hello, and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hello, Jess. How are you? Well, I am doing pretty Fine, I suppose. I'm a. I, I, we're we're having kind of a rough a rough start this morning because we are learning new technology. We're having to mm-hmm. listen to ourselves in headphones, and it's not going great.
1: You know what I tell my clients? Fine means what? Freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Is that how you're feeling, <laughs> Jess?
0: A bit. Maybe not emotional, but freaked out, insecure, and neurotic. Did you say neurotic? Uh huh. Oh, for sure. Neurotic.
1: <laughs> that one lands.
0: That one lands. That feels true to me. Okay, good. Uh, we have a special guest today. It is Molly Dijkstra. Yay. Hi, Molly. Hello, guys. Molly, um, I, well, okay, so I probably sort of knew who Molly was for several years because you, Frequently, we're teaching in Hank's classroom because mm-hmm. you have a little girl that is Hank's age. And then also because Leanne Turner, like probably two years ago, was like, you need to interview Molly Dykstra. Except she didn't say it like in an angry way. <laughs> yeah, she tough. said it in like a, you'll love her kind of way. <laughs>
2: You're using your texty fingers. Oh, I was. I mean, yes, <laughs> she texted yes.
0: you, yes. she that was. At you. She Thank you. She did text it. <laughs> And it wasn't in a YELL text either.
1: <laughs> not all caps.
0: Not all caps. <laughs> no, not all caps. But then why did we go to
2: coffee? I uh, just want to get to know each other starting oh. off. In but how, what, what was, uh, was, was there? I was probably trying to get you to volunteer. Oh, that sounds uh, right. That sounds like a yeah, children's yeah. minister. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds right. Coffee with an agenda. Yes. Coffee with an Aren't agenda. All? Uh-huh. I Actually. used to have friendships with agendas huh. when I was a, a children's minister. Beware. Yeah. They're, they're always trying to recruit. I'm like, I volunteer with the youth every week. I Still get an openings in the second service. Just Hey, I
2: know a good we need plug. plug.
0: that's great. So, uh, Molly, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Where are you from? How long you've been at DBC, et cetera, et
2: cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. I always, um, shy away from this question because I feel like I have to start at the beginning. Like, on a stormy day in 1982, oh yeah, Molly Dykstra was born. Actually, Molly Herrick at the time. <laughs> okay. um, I was born in um, Nebraska, a little town called Elkhorn, like Elkhorn, not uh-huh. Elkhorn, which uh-huh. most people thought it was.
0: That's like that's. I thought it was in Mexico. Yes.
2: Elkhorn, <laughs> like Spanish for the corn.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like no,
2: it's yeah. the Elkhorn. No. And, and our uh, mascot was the antlers, so we were just.
1: I'm going to need you to do the, the motion. Oh, right here. Okay, right up top.
2: All right. Yes. So it's we like kind just, of a scary, rocky and
0: bullwinkle. Yeah. Sort
2: of. <laughs> it did so we look. Po- they we were menacing. Fingers, antlers. Fingers we were just, poking poking at just at the cartilage. Just cartilage, though. We were super scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I grew up. Um, great family, great town. Um, it was like just Mayberry, kind of super, super small. Um, I think there was a crime back in the '70s, but um, was it, it kind
0: of like "Bless This Mess"? Oh yes. Like it was like. Have you watched that show? Not. Much. I would rather
1: it be like Gilmore Girls, like the town. I haven't
2: of Gilmore watched Girls. that either. Oh. I
1: mean, I feel like I'm that sure feels my like, true like solidly,
0: like East Coast. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The <laughs> doesn't difference, feel so. like a Mip- uh, Nebraska okay. town, oh, okay. Midwest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so yeah, um, grew up great, um, great family. Have an older sister, um, and then went to Baylor. I feel like I'm skipping over a lot. That's okay. Um. <laughs> I grew up in 18 years, uh, went to Baylor for college and, um, my senior year, uh, at Baylor, I met Charlie, my husband, um, didn't start dating, actually just met the one time and then connected about a year later, um, at a concert and we started dating and then, um, been in Dallas after school since. was
1: over after. Yeah. Okay.
2: So he had just graduated. Um, he's a year younger. Okay. Ooh. Two, well, Robin two the cradle. years younger. Yes. Wow. cougar uh-huh. is that the- <laughs> that's it was
0: kind of like one antler but it was a uh-huh. cougar yeah, hand a cougar paw
2: a cougar, a cougar paw. hand
1: <laughs> also that
0: it's, this cougar hand is just the same as antlers but with one <laughs> that's good that's good we're very scary <laughs> yeah. although i think this could also be bear not antler but we didn't
2: really even have a motion we just were like i guess we'll go like- with <laughs>
0: I think it's all the, the angle that you hold yes. the antlers well, whether it's bear claws or yeah. antlers that's better laura <laughs>
1: Right, this is great. This is great radio right yeah. now. Us doing hand out. motions at each other.
0: That's all I do. I know. Just describe the hand motions. Oh, sometimes when we have Annie on here, she laughs silently, and we'll say Annie's laughing silently. <laughs>
1: yes. Just so you know, we are validated in our comedy. Yes,
0: Someone think thinks we're funny. <laughs> funny, and it's Annie. She's in the corner laughing silently. <laughs> oh,
2: She's even mic <laughs>
0: So Charlie was still
1: in school.
2: He, well, he had just graduated. Okay. So did I. So we met, um, met back up at a concert. Uh, We were gonna go on our first date, and then we both realized it was Valentine's Day. Ooh, and pressure. Freaked out, and we were like, "Oh, let's say <laughs> They were out. fine." Freaked out, insecure, yeah. neurotic, and emotional. Not oh, not. Very I, I remembered that you That's did. I'm good. impressed.
1: I barely remember. Mnemonics it when I said are.
2: It. We're gonna have to yeah. embroider that on a pot oh, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so then we got married a year and a half later. So our anniversary is coming up. It'll be 13 years this year.
1: Wow. Yeah. What is it? What's your anniversary? Uh, November 1st. Okay. 13. Yes. The um, big one. Th- we're going to be a teenager. So how did you, like, when did you, when you, when would you say you became a believer?
2: So we grew up in a fairly, um, strict Episcopal church. Um, it was, um, it was fine. It was I'm going to use that word all the time. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it now was, I've ruined it for you. It was well. It was good. It was. Um, <laughs> we were like, content. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, super sweet teachers. Um, we had Sunday school during the service, so we did the whole, like, we'd sit in the service for part of it and then go to Sunday school. Um, I wouldn't say I ever really heard about Jesus or, um, you know, was really even poured into I mean, it's just kind of a you go, you're quiet, mm-hmm. and it was just something that you check do on the Sunday. church box. Yes, it's a really lame hobby, mm. um, <laughs> but we went. Um, and then I would say um, around middle school, I started going to church with a friend. Um, she went to uh, this great church. It was a non-denominational, really big middle school youth group. Um, I've already got the title of this. It's Molly Dykstra slams the Episcopals. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lamest hobby ever.
2: (laughs) something I should say is a children's pastor. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I all, think we, we can all, all collectively agree. But it is that... a lame hobby, right? Yes. If you're yeah. going to do it, you should love it. Yes. That's right. Um, so um, I started going to church with her on Wednesdays and just fell in love with it, went on a retreat. And I know some people have these, like, you know, I just grew up in the faith, no real defining moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that I definitely had a defining moment. I felt like um, on one of these trips, like, the Lord just, like, revealed himself to me which sounds so emotional and it sounds but fine it was just <laughs> <laughs> it was just this thing where I was like it makes sense I know none of mm-hmm. the um I don't know I don't have all the answers mm-hmm. as a very type a um book nerd as a kid like I wanted to know all the answers have all the facts before I could make an informed decision and this was just this thing where I was like I don't have all the answers but I know what I'm feeling and mm-hmm. I know that this is real um And so I came home from the the trip and went on with my life. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, no one really um, discipled me. We didn't Mm -hmm. have like a a good way. It was a huge youth group, probably like 200 kids. Oh, wow. So they didn't really have a way of, okay, we're going to pair you up with this person. And it's not to to say that this um, church was doing it wrong. I just, I didn't seek it out either. Molly Dykstra slams the youth group. (laughs) Festivus, and I'm just going to air all my grievances <laughs> right here. Yes. <laughs> Next up. Does, but, no, I'm just um, but we, um, I had a sweet friend, the one who brought me to church, and her mom was an amazing believer. And so um, she and another mom who had kind of walked with me all through my life um, just really dug in and they would teach me how to study the Bible. Oh, wow. And, or just, you know, just point me. I remember being like, you guys have Bibles at your house? Like, that's so weird. Like, what do you mm. do with them? Like, decorate? I, I mean, mm-hmm. like, it just never. I'm a. Sometimes you have to not be subtle with me. Most of the time, you have to not be subtle with me. And I was like, okay, how do I do this? I don't know how to look up Bible verses. I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to do any of this. And so they were really sweet all through high school to walk me through, um, like, Bible studies and, like, just different things. Um, I was a rule follower, and it was really easy for me to be a Christian because I thought it meant, mm. um, don't do this, don't do this, don't mm-hmm. do this. And I was like, nailing it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not drinking, I'm not smoking, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, doing anything else that I shouldn't be doing. So, check, um, check, check. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love me a checkbox. I love <laughs> me a list. And so, um, uh, after I graduated um, from high school, going to Baylor, I lived with some really sweet girls who had parents who just poured into them. Um, and I remember. One of the moms had her Bible on the counter, um, and I was a snoop, and I was like, I wonder what a grown-up's Bible looks like. Like, mine had nothing in it. It was pretty pristine, like, Mm -hmm. and um, she had cards with each of her kids' names on it of things that she was praying for them, and I was like, that's so cool that a parent would pray for their kid. Like, it was just this foreign concept, no... um, you know, no, not disparaging how I was brought up in my home, but we just didn't do that. that Molly was Dykstra slams or family. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like we need a dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. no. Kyle, can you add that in post? <laughs>
0: um, I think he's left us yeah. now. I think he's <laughs> had
2: enough. Probably. <laughs> so um, so some sweet discipleship, you know, really through college of looking, of trying to figure out what being a believer actually looked like. Um, you know, on my 21st birthday, I remember being like, "I drank alcohol. Can I still be a Christian? Like, mm-hmm. can I still have these two things? Because that sanctification hadn't happened yet. Of, I don't think I'd ever really considered myself a sinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm being honest, like, mm-hmm. I just don't ever think I ever. So uh, when did it click? I would say my 21st, the day after my 21st birthday, no, it started when I couldn't live up to this ideal of what a Christian looked like Mm -hmm. in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, So it continued, um, not, not in big ways. Like it wasn't this like, oh my gosh, like I'm totally broken to my own sin. I'm totally this. I would say, um, my, my mom got sick. Uh, She was diagnosed with cancer the day or the two days after Charlie and I got married And I remember, like, it was very real, you know, all of a sudden. And it was the best kind of cancer to get. It was very treatable, um, urethral cancer. She Mm -hmm. um, got it from smoking. And so I was like, oh, okay, this isn't this super life-altering thing. We all kind of, they had a treatment plan, and, you know, so it was super easy. Um, But I think walking through that created some, like, disconnect of, okay, I need to figure out, who God really is you know like and I think through that um he was just so sweet to to peel back layer by layer of like who I am who I'm not like that I am sinful more sinful than I would probably even begin to to -hmm. find out and that he still loved me anyway and Mm -hmm. I think um mom ended up um passing away seven it's just been seven years um and Uh, I was six months pregnant with Owen. uh, Did she die of the cancer then? She did. It it spread from her um, ureter, which I had to Google. It's not a bad word. It's (laughs) in between your kidneys and your bladder. Um, And um, it spread to her kidneys and they missed it. So by the time they found it, it was in her lungs. And um, I mean, she fought it for five years, Um, but it just, um, it was everywhere. So... Owen was, or I was pregnant with Owen, um, when she passed and I couldn't do any of my typical numbing techniques, um, uh, that I had learned so well throughout life of mm-hmm. running or, you know, just going and doing, so. I mean, I was the biggest, fattest pregnant person you could see. And I was like, I can't <laughs> escape anything. And I have to just sit here and live in it. And I think that was just such, um, I wouldn't, if I could do it over again, she would still be here. But I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for the work that God did in that time that um, that he was just so sweet to point out idols I had in my life. I mean, my family. I think everyone could say, like, family can be a huge idol. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest child. Um, I have my older sister, but they're all in Nebraska still. So when we would travel there, we would get taken up to dinner. We would, You know, it was just this, like, idyllic, sweet family um, where we were, taken care of. And all of a sudden you're thrust into this, Oh, I have to, I have to step up and I have to, you know, my mom was taken, uh, who I always would, she was my first call. Mm -hmm. And so I actually was like, okay, I need to depend on the Lord Mm. (laughs) at some point, this might Mm -hmm. be a good point. And I think it, that same woman who taught me all about the Bible, um, she came into mom's hospital room right Mm. before, um, we took her off life support. And, um, she pulled me and my sister out in the hall, and she was like, you know, Molly, my mom died when I was 30. Um, I think I was 31 when mom died. Um, I should know this. It's not hard math. But, um, and Who can be expected exactly, to do math it's like 30, right, on the spot? Um, so, yeah, I was uh, 31, about to turn 32, and um, she said, this is, this is a fork in the road. She's like, this is when you have to like trust that God is good or question that God is good, and she's like, "You can you can choose either path," but she's like, "I will say that my walk with the Lord has been so much sweeter after walking through this." And so, I think um, I think for me it was like, at 12 years old, it was this emotional response, and I didn't have the facts. And then from 12 on, it was gaining the facts and not having the emotion. And I think at 31 they just collided, and I had to reconcile this emotional response I had to the Lord and this, uh, like educational response that I had to Mm -hmm. the Lord and be like, are you really who you say you are? Are you really Mm -hmm. good? And he was so sweet that he showed me all the ways he was, because I think anytime you're walking through grief, um, it's really easy to be angry Mm -hmm. and really easy to be like, it's not fair. And I just, I never struggled with that. I mean, he was just so sweet. And I know, and in other things in my life, I do struggle with that. I'm not saying that it's, this, this time where I was never like, it's not fair that I don't have my mom. It was more of like, okay, she taught me well. How do I, mm-hmm. how do I keep her going kind mm-hmm. of a
1: thing. And you, that, you, that you looked to see where God was in that. And, mm-hmm. and I think just as a, a box checker, a, a checklist person, um, if you're not managing grief with some emotion – and allowing your feelings to come to surface, it can become a checklist process. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I made it through Christmas. I made it through our first Christmas. I made it through my first birthday after she's gone. Instead of saying, like, Lord, would you draw near in Mm -hmm. this? And so it sounds to me like you were seeing more of a relationship with him more than like, hey, this is a reason, guidelines for living. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. I think um, (laughs) I did treat it because I – Emmy was two, um, about to be three. Their birthdays are like a week apart. Um, and I remember being like, okay, I have a newborn and a three-year-old. I just quit my job. My mom just died. I was like, I should probably handle this like a healthy person. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give myself an hour to be sad every day. And then the rest of the day.
1: (laughs) There was a bit of a checklist.
2: (laughs) But I think for me, um, to cope with it. Well, because I was like, if I don't, I'm going to go down this path mm-hmm. where Charlie comes home after work and I'm just like, you know, face first on the couch with the kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, running amok. And so, um, but it did become, when I had finally um, gotten cleared to like go running, that's just always been my, um, for better or for worse, it's been my um, therapy or my, my outlet. And I think for me, it was like that first run was just so cathartic because it was like, mm-hmm okay, I can be sad and I can be happy. It's the both end, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can be so thankful for this woman, but I can also just be really sad that she's gone. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of learning that balance. <laughs> My neighbors thought I was crazy because they'd see me running and crying. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm <laughs> fine, I swear.
0: <laughs> it <Right>. great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm at mile
2: three. <laughs> but, um, but it was just, yeah. I mean, I think you have to keep that emotion in there. And looking back, it was a very emotional time, but I had to kind of, at some point, be like, okay, I can't check out completely because mm-hmm. then I will stay checked out. Mm-hmm. So I tried to create a balance and maybe a little OCD.
1: Well, that would have been a really easy time to just try to white-knuckle your way through it with a newborn, a three-year-old, a, oh, yeah. a death, like all of those.
2: Well, and the gift that if if mom – I mean, we're all going to die at some point. Um, I feel Speak like the, for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that in that time, um, God knows me so well and that I can't slow down. I can't. I like to do all the things I like to consume all the books, all the TV. I like mm-hmm. to, I just want more and more and more. And the fact that my sweet son was just a ginormous baby and wanted to eat all the time, I was forced mm. to sit and think at least everything three hours or every two hours um, and not go and not do and not – I couldn't run away from from it. So that was like the sweetest time because that poor boy – he would get, I'd be crying and trying to nurse and he would just look at me like, what's happening? <laughs> stuff's happening. Like stuff is happening. This lady and... is fine. <laughs> yes. I was very fine. You were very fine. I was, I was capital fine. Like I was, I was at the most, but it was. F
0: dot I dot <laughs> yeah. N dot E mm-hmm. yes. dot. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so I felt like, like only in that period of time, had my kids been older, and they've been at school all day or, you know, like other things. I'm like, I don't know if I would have processed or mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have been like, hey, I have to be prepared for this next feeding. And then in those, I would just listen to podcasts or I'd um, have the Bible app and like just have the, you know, the British man who's like, mm-hmm. the Lord says. Mm-hmm. Like I'd have him read, you know, something to me. Because um, when you're pouring out so much, like physically and emotionally to your kids. I feel like you have to be poured into just as much. And to me, that was like, hey, I'm going to redeem this time and work work through them both at the same time, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like we can mourn and grow closer to the Lord Um, simultaneously, Mm -hmm. even though sometimes it's difficult to be like, I'm so mad at you for taking her, but I'm so thankful Mm -hmm. to you for giving her to me, you know, so it's this kind of... And I'm so mad
1: at you for making it happen in a time where I have to slow down and I can't fill up every bit of my time and distract myself, but I'm also really thankful for it.
2: Yes. Yes. So it's that both and, um, and it's still a muscle I'm trying to work Mm because now that my kids are older, it's really easy to not slow down. So...
0: Have, that was obviously like a gut check moment with mm-hmm. faith. Have you ever had another gut check moment where you felt like this is where I'm putting it into
2: practice? It's either real or it's not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like um caveat, I come from a, a great family. Like I feel like I have not had a lot of hardships. I, so I don't ever want to compare things that were difficult for me because I always feel like I've got some like
1: once I had a dear friend who I was, I had been upset one night and I said, this is such a first world problem. Like, I don't even want y'all to pay any attention to it. And I had a dear friend that called me the next day and said, sometimes I think there's just a problem mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be. And that friend was you, Jess. <laughs> big reveal. No, you said, big reveal. <laughs> you, said, you said, sometimes I think there's just hard things that are happening pain whether it's a pain. yeah whether it's a first world or or other
2: was it that you lost a bag of diamonds or yeah, yeah. it was actually it was that it, so you didn't
1: but, keep it confidential but you, jess
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i think that i mean i think there's truth in that it's like pain is pain, mm-hmm. pain like uh regardless of what causes it um i mean that this you know in the realm of psychiatry we think of, of that all the time pain is pain it doesn't matter what the cause is mm-hmm. um it, it's it's uncomfortable it's a growth mm-hmm. period and it hurts mm-hmm. and it hurts regardless of I, yeah i i one time um uh, w- and i was actually going through something pretty big at the time but it but my basic needs were being met mm-hmm. you know it like a, a, on the uh, on the on the on the pyramid mm-hmm. of of what is that, uh, maslow's what, yes yeah. but that yeah. I mean, I, my Absolutely. basic needs were being Thank met, you. but I remember, uh, <laughs> uh, I remember telling ideas. a friend, uh, we had some friends that were missionaries that came over and, um, I hadn't seen them in a long time and they were telling us about, uh, you know, their ministry and, and it was, it, it was just really encouraging to me. And so I was telling my, my friend about, about it and, um, and, and, she she, was, she had said uh, when she, she was like answering for me, like, I feel like um, God just kind of showed me through that story. She was like, like first world problems. And I was like, no, I was like, <laughs> no, not that at all. I was like, I, um, I, I feel like the problem I'm currently having would be painful to someone in a hut in Africa mm-hmm. for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that would also be painful there. Right. I was like, but I think it reminded me that this isn't all that's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's a perspective like, and that was when Laura and I were talking about it, we can have the perspective that there is greater pain than what I'm experiencing. I am not the only person in pain, but it doesn't mean that we don't get to call our pain pain Mm -hmm. or our problem, a problem. It is. We just have the perspective of knowing, and that sometimes helps buoy us out of Mm -hmm. the problem. But And I, and I probably learned some of this from my, my dear, dear friend with wise words for me, um, that we, we, we have to feel what we feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we avoid that, we get stuck in it. That's Mm -hmm. the way to get stuck is to, to avoid it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so whether the, the fact that I wasn't locked in a closet and deprived of food Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I didn't ever have a problem. Really dark i'm sorry it was a dark <laughs> example yeah. i was gonna go
1: with like a kid scraping their knee versus breaking their arm you still attend to both hurts <laughs> I know, but you know Annie, the closet the thing other, works the other too. day i was
0: saying something about hank's like deathly fear of bugs and i would i said he he was screaming like his sister had been bludgeoned to death okay. in the bathroom <laughs> And Annie was like, "You get real dark real quick." And I'm like, "It's all those murder podcasts I listen to." I'm sorry, you know. I'm sorry, guys.
1: So scary. Anyway, back to your problem. Yes. So
0: anyway, we were talking about a time that, yes. and we and we recognize that maybe you 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 lived with the birds chirping outside your window to some degree.
2: Yes, they did get me dressed in the morning. They so. did get you dressed in the wonderful. morning. Yes,
0: but they lost your bag of diamonds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I think the Lord has been so sweet in that. Like I've we've walked through. Um, Oh, gosh. Uh, We lost, we've had two miscarriages. Um, Mm. One, the one between Emmy and Owen was pretty late. Um, I delivered at home and... um,
0: They are relatively close together too, right?
2: Yes, three years. So it was going to be, and we got, um, and then getting pregnant was difficult, but after that, but I think they would have been like 20 months, that Mm -hmm. that child and Emmy would have been like 20 months apart. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just really difficult. I don't remember feeling angry. Um, I do remember like to me when mom passed, it was like, well, she smoked, like there was a cause and effect. So while I still had to work through so much grief Mm -hmm. there, I could hang my hat on cause and effect. We as humans make a choice and sometimes it can lead us down a bad road. Um, the miscarriage, I couldn't. I couldn't hang my hat. On. I I really struggled, couldn't and I still a yeah. Day. I still am like you know one day in glory. That's gonna be one of my first few questions. Is just like, can you just tell me why? Mm-hmm. You know like I don't I don't love all of the well you, you know you were supposed to be Owen's parents. I'm like well yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't get it. But it's I feel like it's those things that also can keep you tethered to him. Of like hey, I'm in it, and if you're in it, we'll. You may reveal it to me on this side. You may not, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to fight that and believe that you're going to make something good come out of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, just after mom died, I felt like we had um, my sweet life group or community group or whatever we call Mm -hmm. them here. I've been Mm -hmm. through a few Uh, huddle team. Uh, Yes.
0: (laughs) I heard somebody
1: call them connection groups the other day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We we need to come up with
2: a, 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 a Home team was one.
0: Home team. (laughs)
2: I like it, yes. Um, But our sweet life group—it was just with us. You know, Leanne Turner um, uh, lives across the street from me. And right after Mom died, um, she brought me dinner. She didn't realize it was like two or three months, um, but because I just had Owen, and so she brought over dinner. And she mentioned something about you know just like talking someone through problems. And so I would wait at my window until Leanne got home, and I'd run over there and be like, "Can we talk?" Can we can we process? Can we do this? And for like three years, she we would just sit outside, and I'm like, "That's how God, I feel like God shows up is in these moments. He may not be able to physically speak, but he brings the body around you, you know." And so, like walking through just, um, you know, different things with my family, where uh, there were changes and change. I'm not good with change. I could live the exact same day every day and be great until I'm not. And then I need to change. But mm-hmm. then I want to go back to the way it was like COVID. Then you, then you start getting fine. Yeah. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. COVID was my best life for like six months. And then I'm like, I'm going to burn the house down and build a new one. Like mm-hmm. we need <laughs> to might be a, Molly
0: might be a nine, like a fake Nine, not f- like, but like, she We're we, we had a conversation it, yes. like an Enneagram. No, she thought she was a seven, but no, or, or, I think I'm a
2: nine, but you uh, think I'm a seven. Oh, well, at
0: one point, I can't tell, I can't, I can't make heads or tails of you, Molly. I can't number thump you because you'll, you'll act like a seven and then you'll say things like, COVID was my best life for about six yeah. months. How, how long was COVID my best life, Laura?
1: I'm gonna go with negative three days. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh, I was was like, get me out of here again, Elmo apocalyptic fire. I got which a is lot similar of to, to
1: dumpster ant- fires, Elmo fires, and from
2: uh, you. antler, yes. uh, <laughs> antlers, uh-huh,
1: angry hands.
2: Yeah. Do you know how many rooms I renovated in our house though? Because I didn't have to talk to people. I know so that I sounds like,
0: sevenish because we've done some work. Hey,
1: oh, <laughs> y'all are like my neighbors every day. I'm like. I just want a glass of wine on the back porch. And there I'm, I'm like, how many closets do y'all have? Are y'all just doing this to shame us at this point? Stop cleaning things.
2: Oh yes. We, we, we got the notice from bulk trash of like that. That's too much. It's that's enough. enough. That's, it's enough. <laughs> call it. Dykstra's. It's enough. More than seven of it. Have
1: less energy. The world is sad.
2: Yes. So we, uh, it was great though. We did a lot, but then, you know, so it was this constant change, but, um, I would say for probably three or four years after mom died, um, it would be every, you know, things were just changing with family, with, um, with me, like, inside of just, who am I? What are my, like, I wasn't getting all, like, introspective and, like, who am I? Right. But it was, a lot of my identifiers were gone. Like, I worked a great job. I was a good corporate employee. And all of a sudden, I wasn't an employee anymore. I wasn't bringing in my head uh, value mm-hmm. or, you know, monetary value to our family I would get super annoyed with the kids. No one warned me that when you're around them all the time, they do things and say things. It's just super frustrating. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that would have been helpful. God, they did up. not put that in yes, the manual. Exactly. I like, no, babies cry a lot. And but
1: you think you don't have anger issues? Here's a toddler. <laughs> See how you respond to this. I know it's,
2: yeah. it's
0: like when they told told you you were going to be tired whenever you had a, whenever you had kids. That was like the most annoying thing that people would say. Oh, you're going to be tired, and um, and I remember just thinking, Kh. and then I realized I had never been tired. ever. <laughs> yes. I had
1: never ever been no. tired. Yeah, I just thought I was patient.
2: Oh, well,
0: and then it was, it, was, wait, was t- it. You that I was talking about how I thought I was going to be. Because I I think of myself as being fun. I thought I was going to be like the fun yes. mom that liked to bake with her children, and then I realized that was like Dante's seventh flavor of <laughs> yes. No, I try to
1: sneak cracking eggs in my kitchen, lest a child ask to help. I'm like literally like hiding, like cracking the egg as oh, quiet as I can, so they don't who's know. Like
2: it's what? such a life giving thing to bake cookies with your kids, and I was like, no, it's not because I. I, I don't like to bake, A. And so then it just stresses me out. They get my kitchen all dirty. I apparently have control issues because then I yell at them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I try to be fun mom, then, I nearly – Then they're getting
0: shells yes. in, the, in the dough. <laughs> then they're sticking their hands in there, licking their yeah. fingers and trying to
2: stick them back in there. This yeah. was pre-COVID. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, and the one time I did try to be fun mom, our microwave went out, and we have that, like, it's the hood over the stovetop. And I hate it. So I was like, okay. Like, we're going to take it out. We'll put the microwave somewhere else. I'll build a shelf for up there. It'll be great. But we had sheetrock that was unfinished. So they were probably five and two at this point. And they asked, can we color pictures on the sheetrock? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be fun, Mom. So I put a blanket on the stovetop. Oh, gosh. Mistake number one. But might have It just me. went in a very different yes, see, direction yeah. than I thought it was going to so be. So I let them sit up there. Is it about yeah. to get dark? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's about to get really... So I let them sit up there. They're coloring And then I smell it. And I'm like, the blanket's on fire. The blanket's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, um, Owen had climbed off the stove to get something. And when he did, he flipped the the burner on and i was like see this is why i'm not fun mom this is why i am rule mom and charlie is fun dad Mm -hmm. because i I you'll catch the the house on on fire fire. yes Yes. you will light your children on fire as well yeah (laughs) okay
0: you were talking about change and somehow we derailed that to kids on fire uh,
2: change in your family oh yes so um many of my conversations go awry um we just had a lot of change and a lot of it focused like i felt like this is after your mom passed. After mom passed, and then it was just my family, Charlie's family, families around us. I felt like a lot was changing that I had no control over.
1: Well, can I interrupt you real quick? Because yeah. um, you were talking about also the um, that you had a miscarriage, mm-hmm, too. And I was just curi- Yes, and I was just curious um, how you and Charlie walked through that together. Like, how was that? As a couple I feel like you maybe just had a deer in a headlights moment, and oh, I'm like, no. oh, did I pull up something bad yeah, no
2: i I love that sounds weird. I love talking about it because I feel like it was so different with each one, mm-hmm. and no one I don't want to say no one talks about miscarriages, but I remember having a conversation I was on a three way call with uh, my mom and my sister when uh, we got pregnant with Emmy after the first miscarriage mm. um and my mom god bless her um she said, "Well, I'll just wait to tell people this time because it was really hard for me when huh. you lost a baby." And I go, "It was hard for you, huh?" Because mm-hmm. I'm a little sarcastic when when I um, am pushed. And why my, I feel yeah. when you can be sarcastic <laughs> <Exactly>. and deflect? <laughs> and my sister goes, "All right, then let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about dinner or something, you know." And and I felt like it, the first time around, we knew no one who'd ever had a miscarriage. I struggled because um, I felt like you know, my body's not supposed to do that. This is the first time my body had like not failed me, but I'm like, I'm, I do what I'm supposed to do. I study for tests. I get good grades. I go to work. I work hard. I do a good job. I should get pregnant, stay pregnant, and have the perfect child. And mm-hmm. so, which spoiler, I love <laughs> mine, but neither are perfect. Um, <laughs> but so it was just this kind of like shock. What's going on? I was really upset and God bless and Charlie was like, I love you, and I hate that you're sad. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I will try. I will listen anytime you cry. I'm here. I don't. I don't get it. Like we, because he never... wasn't connected to exactly. it exactly. We've as never much been parents. Um, this was pre Emmy. Okay, yeah. pre Emmy. Okay. So we had one before Emmy, and then the one between the two. Mm-hmm. And, okay. um But the second one, especially how much further along we were, and I delivered at home. He had to you know, flush the toilet mm. and cause we didn't know what was happening. And so it, it happened very fast. Um, and he was really affected by that one just because he knew he's like, I finally get it. Like, I know what it's like to have this kid and be excited. And we had heard a heartbeat. I mean, mm. we had done all, you know, and so it was this, um, it was just really difficult. And then walking through that after, um, I, I had a great doctor, we're still friends on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, um, she said, I said, what is going on? Like, why is this happening? Um, and she said, well, we'll just, if, if you have another one, we'll do some blood work. And I was like, I can't do that again. I can't do that again. That was just like, I mean, even just my body changing and stuff. I was like, I just don't want to walk through that again. And so we did the blood work and it turned out that, um, I uh, didn't make enough folic acid. So it was an easy fix. I just took prescriptions um, through Owen's pregnancy and he was great. But I remember walking into the doctor's office after we got the blood work um, and the, I think I got her fired accidentally. Not accidentally. I was super mad. But the receptionist, I said, Hi, you know, I'm here for my blood work. My name is Molly Dykstra, you know. And so she pulls out and my chart says I am a multiple aborter because abortion just means that the pregnancy is terminated whether or not you Mm -hmm. terminate the pregnancy yourself or your body terminates it. Mm -hmm. I think she thought um, I had had multiple abortions because she announced to the entire waiting room of like, well, you know, something to the effect of since you had an abortion, here's your stuff. Oh, wow. And I was just... That is not HIPAA compliant. No, which I think I called my amazing doctor the next day and I'm like, Cause I was trying to process through like, do I say something? Do I not? I was mm-hmm. embarrassed. Cause I'm like, I love Jesus and I love babies. Like mm-hmm. I'm not trying, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't believe in abortion. Um, and so I called Charlie though and it was, you're asking how we process that together. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you could just hear the anger, you know, in his voice of mm-hmm. like, there's so much, so many misconceptions and so many things. And I feel like the husbands have to walk through that, um, just so much differently mm-hmm. of trying to be an advocate for. The, the wife trying to be an advocate, like while well, also mourning um, mm-hmm. what could have been. Um, but I never saw that receptionist again, so Nice. If she's listening. I'm on to you, Carol. <laughs> like, if you're Carol one of I called you by name, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but um, I I hate to walk through hard times, um, and only point to those as to why I love Jesus, but I don't know if maybe that's how I'm wired and that's how but I look back at those and kind of like Emmy's been struggling. She's going to be 10 here this summer and she's built like Charlie. So like a skinny little giraffe, like <laughs> just all legs. And I she's have like, a couple of those, yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> you do. I'm sitting over here at five too. I'm like, I've never had growing pains in my life, but Emmy's <laughs> really struggling. Her feet hurt, her knees hurt, her shins hurt. And I'm like, baby, it just means that you're going to grow and you need to, you know, you're going to be strong. And so we need to put good food in your body and do this and do that. And so I just have always thought that's how my relationship with the Lord is of like, man, if I'm hurting, maybe it means that I'm growing. You know, maybe it means that he's not, he's going to redeem this mm. thing that I have to walk through, whether or not it's because of my own sin that I'm in a situation, whether it's because of I'm I'm not in a sinful pattern. It's just something because we're in a broken mm-hmm. world happens to us. Um, but it's been, a good I think for Charlie and I uh, to walk through all those things together because I don't depend on my other idols like I used to like my mm-hmm. family like car broke down when we were first married I called my dad even though he's in another state I don't mm-hmm. know what I expected him to do <laughs> but um, we something happened with Emmy's baby registry and we couldn't get this one thing that we couldn't afford and he was like that's it just here's my credit card number just buy it and so it became this, you know, walking through these things with Charlie, it's like, he, it should have been this way from the beginning, but he's the first one I call now because he's proven over and over again that he's faithful, he's capable, you know, and that I think it's molded him into being a leader in our marriage too.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that just like the, I like that growing pain analogy, um, that you look for God first in 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 the pain that you, you know, he didn't cause it, but you can look and see how he can use it or is using it.
0: And I love mm-hmm. – uh, you You were saying when you were talking about the miscarriages, how, like, with your mom you can attach meaning, and not that I think you have to be able to attach meaning, or even um, I think there can be a cause effect, and you can still say, yeah, but there's plenty of people that smoked and didn't get mm-hmm. cancer. You know, like, yeah. you know, that there's – it's not necessarily an A plus B equals C mm-hmm. situation. Uh, and not, not just not necessarily, I, w- I would venture to guess it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just <laughs> FYI. Yes, like, I would venture to guess that the dots that we connect when we, when we do that are sometimes inaccurate. Um, but one of the things that you said, uh, about the miscarriage was about you know, kind of like, like, like struggling with God with mm-hmm. that and, and like not, and asking why and how, like, you're gonna, you're gonna call a meeting with him, you know, mm-hmm. on the, oh, yeah. on, on the a, other yeah. side, you're calling mm-hmm. a meeting about that. And what I, what I love about that is not just the idea. I know we always talk about how like God can handle that, like God can handle our honesty, but I would go even farther that like, that's where the relationship with him is real you have relationships with people who you can be honest with when they hurt you. Are you perceive that they hurt Mm -hmm. you? That you're able to say that out loud to their face or as much of their face as you get. Mm -hmm. And when you don't do that, that's a barrier. Like that's Mm -hmm. like, that's not a real relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, and and, it can be
1: like a cancer. I mean, it can grow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I,
0: and I think you separate yourself from God when you don't, tell him the truth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I mean, I think you can also separate yourself from God when you obstinately sit in lie th- like that you're that you're saying at him cuz many times when he's at fault in our um in our conversation we're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say
1: all the time. You would, you would say that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would okay. go 100%. You would go 100%. God right. let that like, be noted. So I said 100%. Yes,
0: generally like because we can count on him to be sovereign and good and holy and perfect, Yes. We're often wrong. If we if he's to blame, we're wrong. Our, our, our insight is only in part, but I, but I do think that when we don't say it out loud to him,
1: mm-hmm. it mm-hmm.
0: separates us from him. Mm-hmm. And, it and, and that's why I think so often when we're in pain that God draws near and it's not just that he's drawing near because he feels for us, but I think that's true too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also that he draws near because we are saying, we are saying our actual feelings mm-hmm. and not some lofty, mm-hmm. you know, what we think we're supposed to say mm-hmm. to God. We're saying the truth mm-hmm. of so how we, we feel. feel or the, not the truth of how mm-hmm. the truth of how we feel. Right. And yeah. I
2: think I had a friend ask, she's like, you know, I've always been a a visual person. Freedom prayer, I think, was so impactful for me because it it created some spaces that I could then visualize of going when I wanted to talk to the Lord. And during all of this, I was like, I I couldn't visualize, like, my posture to him except of, you know, when your kid gets hurt and you don't, like, go to their their boo-boo or whatever and fix it. I grab my kids and I just give them the biggest bear hug I can. They bury their head in my neck. And to me, I was like, I can't see God, but I can feel him. And that's Mm. the only like visual I got during these periods of my life is it's like, he's concerned about this hurt, but he's more concerned about my heart and that I feel safe and loved and known. And he's like, we can fix this later, but right now I just need you to know I'm here, you know? And to me, like, How, how sweet is that? And we can't always feel God. Like I don't ever want to turn my relationship with the Lord into like, well, I feel him or I don't Mm -hmm. feel him or I'm on fire for him as my, my youth group used Mm -hmm. to say. Um, but I think it's just this, like this calm, like when we're talking to the Lord and we're saying, I love you, but I'm mad at you. I'm both. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm in this and we're in a relationship. I'm not going anywhere, but, but I'm mad. And he's like, that's okay. You know, like, and it's this, I'm more concerned with your heart than, you know, if you're mad at me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I always apply this as Charlie and I talk through a lot of the big stuff that people go through in life of like, you know, and the stuff that's going on in our culture today. I'm like, I feel like God cares more about our hearts than Mm -hmm. who we're living with, where we're going to school, you know, all of these things I feel like the Lord's just like, can we talk about your heart for a second? And then when we feel, and when I, you know, I'm sure in counseling there's a, a fancy word for it, but I'm like, you have to feel comfortable. You have to feel safe. You have to have those basic needs met. And he can meet that, you know? And so it's just finding that posture with him of like, not a petulant child, but in the grand scheme, I, we're still his children, you know? So we're always going to have that posture to him of, you're in charge. You know more than I do.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. You, I don't I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast before or in a blog, but my my college pastor Lynn Woods and his wife Cindy were huge mentors to me growing up and still to this day are. But I remember that they they always said when they like when they are angry with one another or they're in a fight that um they they say, I love you on faith. and i and i think that sometimes like when when we're in a hard place with with god Mm -hmm. i i love you on faith Mm -hmm. i like and 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 there is something about that just stepping into that Mm -hmm. relationship well um molly it has been so great to have you on Embarrassment of Riches today. We're it. so glad you joined us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much for making time. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. I know we never, we, ne- we didn't really get to like talk about children's ministry and how you got drawn into that. So maybe you'll come back and join oh, us another do. time. Yes. I'd love it. Yes. Love Cause we'd love to ministry. hear about that. Yes, mm-hmm. Kids are the best they are well thank you so much for joining us on embarrassment of riches um and bearing with us as we learn to talk with headphones on
2: yeah and doing a lot of hand motions and a lot of of hand motions (laughs) bye